In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It has become our custom here with, with great joy to the Sunday after Christmas have a few brief excerpts, poetry, hymns, punctuated by carols of the season at the time of the homily. And so we, we proceed today. We do so first with a reading from G.K. Chesterton. He was a poet and writer in the British Isles from 1874 to 1936. And in his poem entitled A Christmas Carol, he writes, The Christ child lay on Mary's lap. His hair was like a light. O weary, weary were the world, but here is all aright. The Christ child lay on Mary's breast. His hair was like a star. O stern and cunning are the kings, but here the true hearts are. The Christ child lay on Mary's heart. His hair was like a fire. O weary, weary is the world, but here the world's desire. The Christ child stood on Mary's knee. His hair was like a crown, and all the flowers looked up at him, and all the stars looked down. Let's remain seated for verses 2 and 3 of hymn 101, hymn 101, Away in the Manger. Now leaves his well-beloved imprisonment. 
There he hath made himself to his intent weak enough, now into the world to come. But oh for thee, for him hath the end no room. Yet lay him in this stall, and from the Orient stars and wise men will travel to prevent the effect of Herod's jealous general doom. Seest thou, my soul, with thy faith's eyes, how he which fills all place, yet none holds him, doth lie? Was not his pity towards thee wondrous high, that thou would have need to be pitied by thee? Kiss him, and with him into Egypt go, with his kind mother, who partakes thy woe. Let's remain seated for all verses of In the Bleak Midwinter, hymn 112.
third reading, an excerpt from the writings of W.H. Auden, poet who lived from 1907 to 1973, from his longer work entitled, For the Time Being. To those who have seen the child, however dimly, however incredulously, the time being is, in a sense, the most trying time of all. For the innocent children who whispered so excitedly outside the locked door where they knew the presence to be, grew up when it opened. Now, recollecting that moment, we can repress the joy, but the guilt remains conscious. Remembering the stable where, for once in our lives, everything became a you and nothing was an it. And craving the sensation, but ignoring the cause, we look round for something, no matter what, to inhibit our self-reflection. And the obvious thing for that purpose would be some great suffering. So, once we've met the Son, we are tempted ever after to pray to the Father, lead us into temptation and evil for our sake. They will come all right. Don't worry. But probably in a form that we do not expect. And certainly with a force more dreadful than we can imagine. In the meantime, there are bills to be paid, machines to keep in repair, irregular verbs to learn, the time being to redeem from insignificance. The happy morning is over, the night of agony still to come. The time is noon, when the spirit must practice his scales of rejoicing without even a hostile audience. And the soul endure a silence that is neither for nor against her faith that God's will will be done. That, in spite of her prayers, God will cheat no one, not even the world of its triumph. <laughs>